I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government, since this is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Uno. He said you were racist. He said you were racist. He said he was. You are very racist. He said he was. You're going to be dealt with. He said he was. It's going to come to light. You really are. It's going to come to light. You really are. Hey, hey, I just answer one question. Yes or no? What about the fake person? Yes or no? And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Monday, February 19th, 2024 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network, President's Day. And uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. It is a wild and dystopic ride, to be sure. I am your host, Chris Hinckley. We are all road warriors, those who esteem ourselves to be. And... um, so let's get started, shall we? It's uh, another Monday with Mitzi. A couple of things. First, the I'm starting with the prayer these days. So I'm starting with the prayer. Um, and again, as a reminder, uh, Matthew 18:20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And Ephesians 6.12, in the Geneva, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the worldly governors, the princes of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, which are in high places. So with that in mind, the Lord's Prayer first. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, help us to... Put on the full armor of God. Help us to gird our lines about with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the spirit. And help us to pray at all times in the spirit. I pray that no weapon formed against the righteous shall prosper. That all who walk in error would come to know the truth in Christ. And uh, please... Lord, reveal our hypocrisy and double-mindedness. I pray unrepentant evildoers be brought swiftly to justice. Wickedness be brought swiftly to an end. Righteousness be restored in the land. And that poisonous trees and their offshoots, like certain brands and agencies, and so on, conceived in malice and wickedness, collapse under the weight of their own evil in jesus name i pray amen 
so it's President's Day and we're here, but RBN needs your help. So uh, please do that thing. Please uh, support the network if you appreciate Republic Broadcasting. Uh, please support the network. It's that time. One of these days, we got to get out in front of this. There is no Gates Foundation grant or Soros, you know, Open Society Archipelago grant, Ford Foundation, Carnegie, Rockefeller. There's no grant. It is a listener-supported network, so please uh, – there are a variety of ways you can support the network. Visit the website, republicbroadcasting.org, and if you haven't done that or you haven't done it in a while, please consider doing that, supporting the network. And uh, for those that do faithfully, and there are many, thank you for your faithful support. Um, it's Monday, and so that means it's Monday with Mitzi. And uh, so welcome to Mondays, this Monday with Mitzi, where we don't let our moderate to severe chronic plaque psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis or aortic stenosis or dementia define us, right, Mitzi? Not that I'm aware of. I'm hoping that you'll you'll keep me up on that in case I get it and <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Christopher Michael. And welcome. How the hell are you, Mitzi? Uh, I am pretty darn fabulous. I I just keep thinking I'm I'm going backwards in time and getting younger instead of older because I couldn't feel better, and I don't right I don't on. take that stuff, whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I think I think that's part of the part of the secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely probably part of the secret. Don't don't listen to the you know, it's interesting. So as the story goes, um uh what's his name? William he was known as Devil Bill. William uh Avery Livingston Rockefeller, whatever, he had some aliases. He got in trouble for some stuff. He was he was in trouble before there was a Me Too movement, let's just say that. But he was he was kind of the original snake oil salesman. And then his family was largely responsible for creating this this uh, little cottage industry known as allopathic uh, medicine. So it was kind of born out of the efforts of the family of the original snake oil salesman, you might say. I remember reading about that. Didn't he get run out of several towns? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had a pretty sketchy life for his children and their upbringing. And I think one of them figured it out and, and uh, ran with it. And I don't know if that was all good. Yeah. Nope. Probably not good. And um, definitely ran with it. Yeah. And so, you know, the moral of the story is maybe don't maybe don't buy into the snake oil sales. That seems to, you know, it's 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 a. um self-perpetuating cottage industry. Uh-oh, I got to, you know, this pill that I'm taking gives me a bad, I have a bad side effect. That's okay, we have a pill for that. Well, now this one gives me a bad side That's okay, we have a pill for that. Until they plant you six feet under and then, you know. So don't, don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. We we've obviously seen a particular particularly virulent, virulent strain of that kind of nonsense over the last four years, I would say. And you've 
had your own experience of watching people sort of fall apart, but not really acknowledging what the obvious elephant in the room is. Do you think maybe it could be that? No, it can't be that. I know. I, I agree with that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky to be, um, I mean, you know, I, I just, I just think that I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that I didn't have to make a lot of choices about those things, you know, getting on different medications and stuff. I mean, I, I have, I have a lot of sympathy for people that, you know, that do have problems that they need to find solutions for. So I just try to, I just try to stay on the sunny side and, um, yeah, it's it's a it's an unfortunate, you an know, unfortunate. domino. Well, it's a it's a it's a domino chain. It just it never ends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so the moral of the story is: don't get on the domino chain. Don't get on the domino chain. Anyway, yeah. that's, you know, like I said, I just, I just count my blessings every day and try to stay on the sunny side of the street and, um, and support my friends that maybe aren't in the same place because I don't know yeah. what else to do. Yeah. So after the Super Bowl, we talked about the commercials little bit we didn't really talk about the bread and circus but we did talk about the commercials and the one that you were thinking of we we figured it out it's the discover it card super bowl ad featuring uh jennifer coolidge uh-huh are you a robot i don't know are you a robot and uh i think we talked about that at one point it's ironic that we you know now we're in the era where we're trying to prove to robots that we're not robots. Uh, yeah, it was pretty clever, but pretty scary all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we've all seen the, the pages where, you know, prove that you're not a robot by clicking this box or whatever. Well, how does the software that's validating my clicking you know, it's a robot. How does it know I'm not a robot? I know. Those are... more, it's, pardon my interruption. More and more things <laughs> crack me up because, you know, it's it's more evident to me every day that things are not programmed for old eyes because I get on those prove you're not a robot thing and it says, you know, click on all the pictures that have a boat. Click on all the pictures that have a, a bicycle. And then... They make the pictures so tiny that sometimes I have to do them three or four times to prove that I'm not a robot. Because I can't see which ones clearly have the stuff that I'm supposed to click on or not click on. It's, you know, it it seems like a daily situation that I, I get proven that uh, technology is not geared towards people in the fourth quarter, the, us teenagers. Well... There's an interesting thing happening. I think that everywhere I look, maybe it's just me, but I don't think so. I see um, things that just don't make sense. Reading things that don't make sense. It's like people don't think about what they're writing or maybe there's you know some kind of technological help in writing things or something. I see a lot of things with grammatical errors and um, – just things that plain don't make sense. And um, I sort of recall talking about gosh, three or more years ago, maybe now, talking about how degradation of language can be a sign of psychosis. I wonder if we're not witnessing most of society sort of going crazy you know when you start using there is there there has been some research done 
I don't remember the specifics, but the research basically is, do you use language that communicates things effectively? Are you succinct? If you're not, you use buzzwords and things. If you use a lot of language to explain a small thing, if the you know amount of language is inversely proportionate to what is usefully communicated, then you may be going crazy is basically what the study says. And I see that everywhere now. You know, not not too many things just make plain sense on the face of it. And I think maybe everybody's going crazy, but maybe everyone's just suffering from the side effects or the after effects of all of this Bernaysian language that's all around us. Well, I can certainly, I can certainly understand that, and I know that, you know, anything I call in for, um, I think the, I think the operator on the other end of the line is trained to repeat the same thing three times. You know, each point that they make, they repeat it three times because I think, is it because people's attention spans are so short? that they miss it and they need to hear it over and over again. I don't know. Sometimes it's a little frustrating. There's a name for that. And uh, remember what it is. Mm, I'll think of it. Well, I'm well aware of it and I don't appreciate it. I don't, I don't either. It's a, it's a technique in, Public speaking, there's there are a couple of names for it. There's um, there's one that begins with try something. It's try something, but then there's um, there's you know there's a term known as Um, epizusics 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 I think invented something like that also known as palilogia I think that's one term but that's repetition there's one there's a term for repeating something three times and I forget what that one is um but that one specifically, there's there's something, especially in uh, neurolinguistic programming circles, something about the th- the three, the repetition of three, you know. And you notice that some speakers do that. Guys like Donald Trump, for example, is is notorious for that. Um, and I think other people just parrot that, you know the people that you talk to on the phone, telemarketing types or customer service types, I think that they parrot that maybe because it was effective. I, I don't know if they train that obviously in, you know, call centers or whatever, but yeah, I don't know either, but I'm very aware of it. So am I, I'll think of the other term and I try something to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of complicated words. Yeah, that's going to bug me now. Oh, gosh. I want to say tripartite. That's not what it is. It's something. <laughs> well, you'll find it because you won't let it rest until you do. Mm, yeah, it's it's definitely going to bother me. Moving <laughs> right along. Yes. So, you know, somebody who who did speak plainly, uh, apparently, recently about the state of golf is Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah. Maybe we'll play that. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break.
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Until the other side of uh, this segment 
after the next break to play the Mackenzie Hughes clip. You listened to that, right? I did. <clears throat> and I think we probably will get into it quite a bit when we do listen to it because it was a wow. Well, yeah, he said he said uh, what some people are thinking. I think I I know I have thought it. You know, I I just won't. I won't. Um, I love golf, as you know. You love golf, and you know a certain amount of that includes paying attention to professional golf, for better or worse. You know during. The Genesis Invitational over this past weekend, um, Patrick Cantlay, who was in the running to win the Genesis, um, leading after Saturday's round going into Sunday, you know, he said, he told the truth when he said that um, Tiger Woods is the needle. And he said, I think, whenever it was, uh, Tiger withdrew on Friday, which was strange. And then to see Jordan Spieth disqualified for signing for an erroneous scorecard was strange. I think, you know, after you've played as many professional rounds and as long as Jordan Spieth has played competitively, I don't know, that just that just strikes me as peculiar and you know everybody wants to say it happens more often than most people realize but still um i find it odd anyway patrick cantley said that tiger woods is the needle that's definitely the case we saw that after he hadn't played competitively for quite a while and then he started playing a bridgestone golf ball and bridgestone sold out of all of their golf balls in a month a year's supply of golf balls they sold out in a month. So, you know, it's hard to imagine that you love golf and you don't pay attention to professional golf. Well, with the live golf schism, and I would say all that live golf represents, which is nothing good, uh, really, I don't see anything redeeming about the live golf. Um, environment and it seems to me to be an adulteration of what makes golf great um, I, I think that Mackenzie Hughes remarks were sort of in keeping with that sentiment preserving the tradition of golf you know the the, the redeeming aspect of the game of golf and um Jim Nance talked about a conversation that he had with Mackenzie Hughes at uh, Spanish Bay, Pebble Beach. And I'm not aware that that's published anywhere. I looked for it a little bit. But it's amazing how difficult it was even just to find the walk and talk interview that we'll probably play in the next segment. I was, I was, you know, I would think that those two segments would be plastered everywhere by the PGA because I think Mackenzie Hughes speaks for a number of people, certainly a wide swath of fans in his remarks. Well, and you know, he handled it very delicately. I mean, you yeah. can tell that it's, it's a very, you know, it's a very sensitive and um, very sensitive situation. And, his comments were um, very diplomatic, very, very well thought out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, you could tell that there was nothing about it that was off the cuff, that he had give, given it a lot of thought. And, you know, he put his best foot forward in everything that he said. So I am also surprised that it's not out there more. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, we'll play it. We'll play it in the next segment, I think. Uh, That's when a good we come idea. Back from the break. Yeah, stick around, You're folks. We'll be right Republic back. Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. 
Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Bottom of the first hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast, this President's Day, Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm still trying to remember what the word is. It's going to bug me. But um, Mackenzie Hughes remarks, it's the one uh, instance of this that I found actually –
a journalist, a golf journalist, posted a whatever you call it now, an X. I don't know what you call it now. Something on X, formerly known, known as Twitter. Um, and apparently, uh, USA Today, Golf Week, um, had a story about Mackenzie Hughes remarks back on uh, January 3rd. But, and Mackenzie Hughes has posted some stuff on X, but other than that, there hasn't been much. I couldn't find anything anywhere. there. So, you know, there was a limited selection of these remarks and again i would think this would be everywhere so what are we talking about we might as well just play the clip can we can we play the clip please didn't quite come out the way i thought uh had some tree issues but besides that it was pretty straightforward and mackenzie we had a chance to visit at spanish bay a couple of weeks ago i had a chance to just tell you how much everyone appreciated the comments that you made about what it means to you to be on the pga tour this is the dream this is what you want to do. For those that didn't hear it, what were you trying to express in your heart? You know, I I just think that, you know, it's kind of unfortunate where we are uh, in the game right now where it's, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it's kind of unfortunate where we are uh, in the game right now where it seems that, uh, it's just all about the money. It's all about uh, how much money can I make, and uh, kind of lost the spirit of the game in the process. And it's just never, you know, the reason I played the PGA Tour. It wasn't because I wanted to make millions of dollars. Um, I wanted to compete against the best players in the world. Um, you know, make an impact in the communities that we play. And yeah, that's, that's been the dream since I was a kid. And. It seems that some guys have kind of lost a little bit of sight of that. And, you know, now we're in a place where um, I think fans are just generally a little bit uh, kind of fed up with it, to be honest. And uh, those are the people that drive our sport. So, yeah, you know, I'd love to appeal to those, to the masses a lot more. And certainly the way we're going right now, to me, isn't, isn't quite it. So I guess that's it. There's a little bit more. Jim Nance said at the end that the childhood dream is not for sale, which is interesting. So, you know, that in contrast to what's happened with, you know, the sort of the leaking out, the protracted um, battle with the Live Golf um, organization. And, you know, every however many weeks, some other player getting drawn away because of money. And, uh, you know, to me, Live Golf, the, you know, the best example of that, the poster child for that would probably be Phil Mickelson. And I think he ruined his legacy by doing what he did in aligning himself with this group that um, represents mutiny and a lack of character and integrity. Well, do you have any thoughts? And yes. And what do you think about uh, towards the end of the article that I read uh, that McKenzie said that he thought it was kind of a touchy subject, but that um, he hoped that some of the, the people that jumped over to live golf would uh, find their way back to the PGA. And as far as he was concerned, he would welcome them back. And uh, I, I thought that was a pretty broad and um, gracious statement and thought. And he said that he didn't know if there were other players that would find it more of a mutiny. Um, what do you think about all that? Well, that's interesting. You know, it's, I think it's big hearted of him to extend the olive branch and um, 
I think that's a good thing. But I just, you know, practically speaking, I think in theory, it's great. Uh, and it's a great way to conduct yourself. He can sleep well at night and doesn't have to, you know, look over his shoulder or worry about anything if he expresses that sentiment. But practically speaking, I don't think it's possible. I mean, how do you do that? Are you going to give it back? It's kind of like going into business with the mob. You know, once you're in, that's it. You know, it's people don't understand who they're dealing with. I don't think this is not, you know, this is not a kind, gentle, benevolent organization. This is the country where, uh, you know, it's, you know, the ISIS stuff that we hear that we have such a hard time with. That's where this stuff comes from. That's where the ideology lives. It's the wellspring of that ideology. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with those kinds of people. Um, you know, some people have talked about the Jamal Khashoggi thing. There's a thing that happened in Las Vegas that seemed to have some Saudi uh, folks involved. There's the September 11 stuff. Um, without getting too far into the, you know, the deep waters of the politics there, suffice it to say, you know, really, I believe it's like going into business with the mob. If you if you say you want out, good luck. And, you know, the players who have jumped ship from the PGA to go to live and taken the money say, well, it's great for my schedule because, you know, I play a limited schedule. And if I don't want to play, you know, they say that's fine. And I, I kind of think that's what they told you. That's the sales pitch. But let's see what happens when you go two, three, four, five years down the road and you, you know, say that I have a, a child's birthday party to get to. And so I, I want to skip this event and that event. And you have a pattern of maybe trying to do that over a period of years. I doubt that they're going to be that forgiving as the sales pitch seems to indicate. There's the sales pitch, but then there's reality. Yeah. And so I don't imagine that there is a way back for those players, practically speaking. When Liv owns you, they're going to try to, you know, you're not going to go away without a fight. And obviously the PGA is getting bullied by the live organization as players for live. What happens if there's a falling out? If you feel like maybe this isn't the deal, the way it was represented or whatever, what recourse do you have? Good luck. Yes, I, I can see that, but you know, I can also see the, um, I, I don't know if I want to use the word naivety, but, of Mackenzie, because I think probably when he talks about the money situation, what he's thinking is how much money do you really need, you know, and will they get to a point that they, they believe that the, the money is not overpowering enough to keep them away from the true roots of golf. And I can see maybe that's where he was coming from thinking that they would, yeah have a change of heart and you know maybe he is not aware of some of the other claws and teeth that are that are sunk in but um it's very interesting it is i appreciated his remarks and um i think it was very diplomatic but on point um i wish there you know was a way back and it, you know the whole live thing is it's so disruptive you know which is a symptom of a bigger problem we you know i think it's all a symptom of a bigger issue in america it's part of what i've been trying to talk about with the america's history thing you know particularly centering around the controversial question is america a christian nation or was it for formed as a christian nation that's a very controversial discussion obviously we've talked about that recently but um i think as americans you know we have this notion that we know who we are and we're we're all on the same page as far as what it means to be american and that means that we are 
immovable on some things and in reality i think that uh maybe we don't know ourselves as well as we think i think there's a lot of truth to that i think the live golf thing shows us that you know just how fragile we really are uh as the sort of the new kid on the block the historical stage and one of the things that seems to sort of demonstrate that is, you know, speaking of the PGA, there's been this effort to respond to the live golf thing. Well, maybe we can change the PGA a little bit and um, boost uh, um, fan or spectator interest and you know, drive that kind of stuff a little bit, but it's been done in ways that are very, um, I think, sort of alienating to um, the viewers or fans or spectators. Generally speaking, unless you're some kind of a groupie, I think a lot of the changes, you know, don't necessarily resonate you don't know what they are they don't necessarily make sense things like signature events what the heck is a signature event um the genesis invitational is a signature event what does that even mean limited fields offering increased purses fedex fedex cup points and stuff like that rory over the weekend expressed a vision of you know what global golf might look like to him and it sounds kind of like the live stuff. I just don't think that's a good thing. I don't think any of that's a good thing. I think, you know, hanging on to the tradition of golf and not turning it into, you know, a rock and roll concert with a mosh pit. I think going that direction is wrong. I think hanging on to, when you go back a hundred years and you look at how people were dressed you know tiger's the one credited for turning golf into transitioning you know from a game to a sport some of that's good but i don't know if all of it's good you know it was different the way that uh people dressed a hundred years ago it had a different feel to it you know when men dressed in suits to play golf competitively and uh women wore skirts uh-huh. instead of painted on clothes. I think that, you know, I don't know what's going on over at the LPGA, but my understanding is there's a reason they called it LPGA instead of WPGA. Uh-huh. Ladies, ladies is a higher standard than women. And I think for the PGA, the, the assumption in my understanding is that it's gentlemen's, not just men's, which is a higher standard. And I think the more that we forget about that and move away from that, the worse it is, generally speaking, for everyone. Yes, I agree with that. <clears throat> and then I think about the people that had a little fun with it, and uh, but I, in a tasteful way like Payne Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He made it. He made it fun. You know, he was of course before Tiger, but he uh, he made it fun, and then and then John Daly kind of took it to another level. <laughs> Loudmouth golf. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. So <laughs> so so let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Wang, it's a parking lot. Don't tell him you're Jewish. <laughs> Don't get you yeah. started. No. Yeah. Well, I agree. It's it's a very, very sensitive subject. And I believe that uh, I think Mackenzie took it on really, really well. And I, it's and it's very sad that you had to dig to find the, you know, the talk, the walk of talk. Yeah. Because it know, should be out there because we, you know, we need people to be aware of these things and be able to make choices. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty astonishing. I mean, really, I, I think that would be featured somewhere in some write-up, and it's not. You know, you really have to go looking, and even when you find what I found, um, it's difficult. Difficult to to uh, play and share and all that kind of stuff. The way that it's the way that it's out there, it's not real easy. So, mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, you would think the clip that we played is on PGATour.com. You would think that'd be all over YouTube and so other social media platforms, but I didn't find it anywhere else. So, anyway. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing. And I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N.
Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Monday, February 19th, 2024, President's Day, um, and Monday with Mitzi, which is always fantastic. Monday with my mom, Mitzi. And um, so, again, uh, RBN needs your help. If you ha- haven't supported the network, Ever or in some time, please consider doing that. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, and you can see how to do that. Republic Broadcasting really needs your help, and um, this network exists because of listeners. It's a listener-supported network. There is no Gates Foundation grant, probably because we say things that you know Bill Gates might find objectionable. On this network. So. Please support the network if you do. And there are many who do. Faithfully thank you. And uh, again if you haven't. Or you haven't in some time. Please consider doing that. So welcome back to the second hour. Our, actually this is. This is, uh, this is the last segment. I'm confused. Aren't I? I'm going to have to do that all again at the top of the hour. I'm looking for that word. That's the problem. I'm looking for the word I can't remember. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm just shocked. <laughs> and I'm totally sidetracked. My apologies. I'm shocked. I can't believe you're sidetracked because you can't I know. Word. It's Monday. I'm having a Monday. I'm really having a Monday. <laughs> Welcome Good to my grief. world. <laughs> so, you know, as they say, belay my last. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'll do it all again here in another minute or so. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Stick around. We'll be right back where I repeat myself, ironically, looking for the word where one repeats oneself three times. We'll be right back. sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 